I'm your host, Miss Amber J, and this is the Dear World Podcast, the place that if you drink your water and mind your business, you'll be just fine. We're all family here, so nothing is off limits. The goal of this podcast is to be relatable, transparent, and honest. Please turn on your notifications so that you will be alerted whenever a new episode has been posted. Don't forget to rate the podcast in your app store and share it with your family and friends. I hope that you enjoy your listening experience and welcome to the family. What's going on, family? Welcome to season six, episode four of the Dear World podcast. Family, can we vibe for a second? So I have to share something with y'all. If you listen to the podcast on a semi-frequent basis, you constantly hear me talk about self-awareness, the importance of self-awareness, how I'm such an advocate of self-awareness, and blah, 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 blah. Let's make a long story short. So Saturday, I went to bed early. I woke up. It was like 1.45. Couldn't go back to sleep. So I'm scrolling through social media and I come across this post. I don't remember exactly what the post said, but it was talking about self-awareness, which prompted me to look up different articles about self-awareness, the pros and the cons, things of that nature. So to my surprise, I come across this article that is talking about the side effects of self-awareness. And two of those side effects are micro-analyzing and self-consciousness. And I'm like, hmm, things that make you go, hmm. Not to say that self-awareness is not a good thing, but too much self-awareness definitely can be harmful and hindering. So yes, self-awareness definitely is a good thing, but like anything, too much of it can be harmful. And I think sometimes that's my problem because I definitely overanalyze myself way too much. And sometimes my confidence is a little low because I do that. Boop, I'm adding that to the list of things that I have learned in 2020. Be self-aware, but don't be so self-aware that you drag yourself in the mud and you forget who you are and you forget that you got a crown on your head. And that's on period. Don't be mad at me, but this is definitely another episode about relationships. Sorry, not sorry. The other day I was sitting having a conversation with myself. You know, you got to have business hours with yourself. It's okay. I might sound crazy, but it is what it is. You have to have business hours with yourself. Business hours with yourself or where you talk through things, where you think about stuff, where you work through problems, where you just sort your shit out, right? So I was having business hours with myself and I was thinking about the relationships that I have had as an adult. And I mean, serious relationships, long-term relationships, relationships that actually were leading somewhere. And I thought about it as an adult, I have not been in that many long-term relationships, better yet, that many serious relationships. I have been in countless amounts of situationships. Um, I've been emotionally tied to people. I've been sexually tied to people and all of these other things. But when I think about relationships that I've been in that have been serious, that I literally saw myself with that person for, you know, an extended amount of time or that I potentially thought I was going to end up with that person for life. Those are slim to none. By coming to that conclusion, I figured out so many things about myself and why I act the way that I do in relationships. It's funny because I had this conversation with my sister and we were talking about why we get so upset when people don't live up to their words. And I finally came to the realization of why I'm like that. I've dated so many people or have had situationships with so many people that always tell me certain things, but their actions always fell short. A person can tell you that they love you, but are they showing you? A person can tell you that they care about you, but are they showing you that? So I've been with a lot of people or, like I said, had situations with a lot of people that have fallen short with their actions. Their words said a whole lot. 
You know what I'm saying? But their actions seem to always have fallen short. So now I have a very short fuse when a person says, oh, I'm going to do this or, oh, I'm going to do that. But their actions are not in alignment with that. And I am very understanding to the fact that sometimes things don't happen when a person says that they're going to happen. But I think that's just one of my one of my wounds, if you will, is people not living up to their words. So even if, you know, a person's intent is good and even if eventually their actions do align with their words, I take issue with it because I've dealt with so many people in the past that have not lived up to the things that they said, you know, that they were going to do or not even living up to the measure of a man that they proclaim to be. This was huge for me because it made me better understand myself and why I put up the defenses that I put up. I could be speaking out of turn when I say this, but I think for the most part, all of us analyze our partners and we analyze our relationships. However, it's important to know the difference between analyzing and overanalyzing. I personally have a tendency to overanalyze situations and to overanalyze partners and to put too much thought or too much stock into situations. I definitely think analyzing is important in a relationship, especially in new relationships to kind of gauge the trajectory of the relationship. Um, Do our views somewhat align? Is this person treating me how I want to be treated? Do I feel respected? Do I feel appreciated? All of these things, but understand that there is a thin line between analyzing and overanalyzing. Let's talk about the big one, trust issues. I realized that a lot of trust issues that I have came from previous relationships, but I also realized that a lot of my trust issues have come from mismanaging my expectations. Thinking back, there have been too many times when I gave a person my energy, my body, my time, my mind without determining what we were or where we stood. There have been times when I thought I was in a relationship with the person, but I wasn't. They were single. They were doing what they wanted to do. They were entertaining other people. Meanwhile, I was being exclusive to them. Then there have been other times when a person thought we were in a relationship and I didn't think so. So I was entertaining other people doing what I wanted to do. It all boils down to having a conversation, managing your expectations and knowing what you're doing with the person, navigating through milestones, talking about meeting friends and meeting family and what the expectations are for the future or where you see yourselves going, things like that. Just having a conversation opposed to just blindly being with the person and you not actually being with the person. As I've gotten older, I've had these conversations with men, but I also realized that a lot of men get irritated by these conversations. And it's like, well, excuse me, my baby, but I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck we're doing so that I know if I'm wasting my time or not. Boundaries is another thing. I feel like I've dealt with people who didn't know how to set boundaries with their exes, who didn't know how to set boundaries with their friends. And that just rubs me the wrong way. My motto is and always has been, if I'm in a relationship, there is no need for me to socialize with the person that I used to be in a relationship with, nor a person that I used to have feelings for. And for me, now this might not be the same for everybody across the board, but for me, I feel like there are also boundaries when it comes to bringing up previous partners and previous relationships. I feel like there is a time and a place for that. And granted, I do think when you're with someone, 
you should share your experiences from previous relationships, not only to share parts of yourself, but so that person can get a better understanding of you. But there are limits to that. Nobody wants to constantly hear you talk about your ex, the things that y'all used to do together, the memories that y'all used to share, and all of these trivial things. I feel like there is a time and a place to talk about ex-partners or to talk about previous relationships. That's just me though. As I said before, I've been in a lot of situationships, but not too many long-term relationships, especially as an adult. So when the rose-colored glasses come off, sometimes I don't know what to do, what to think, or how to feel. It's funny because my mom always says, pick your battles. And I realize that sometimes it's difficult for me to pick my battles, not because I like to argue or not because I want to be difficult or I like being beefed out with my mate, but it's because I oftentimes haven't made it past that point where we take off our rose-colored glasses in a relationship. I admit and I acknowledge that sometimes it is difficult for me to pick my battles simply because I typically don't get past that point in relationships. However, I cannot use that as an excuse. Another epiphany that I had was recognizing my own traumas and how they have affected me, whether they've affected me in a good or bad way. One of my traumas is being accustomed to people lying, cheating, or hurting me. So I assume that all people are that way. Therefore, I never truly allow myself to be happy in a relationship or just to be present with that person because I put those assumptions over their head. And because I do that, it causes me oftentimes to make something out of nothing. It's basically like I'm anticipating a person to do something wrong or to wrong me so I never get too comfortable in a relationship. I'm learning how to cut that shit out because it's not fair to anybody that I try to be in a relationship with, nor to myself. Lastly, not allowing myself to feel inferior to other women or to be insecure in my relationship because of other women. That sounded confusing, so let me try to break it down. Basically, I understand that I'm not the most attractive woman in the world. I understand that I'm not the most intelligent woman in the world. I understand that I am flawed and all of these other things. But sometimes I allow the pure existence of other women to make me feel insecure when I'm with someone. I just automatically assume one day they're going to wake up and be like, oh, I want to be with that bad bitch that I seen walking down the street and not be with you. So it causes me to kind of go into this shell, if that makes sense. Ultimately, just learning to be secure within myself and being secure within my position in my mate's life. Y'all know the real irony of this conversation that I have with myself. And I know I sound a little crazy because I keep saying the conversation that I have with myself, but that's exactly what it was. So it is what it is. But the real irony is I'm an affectionate person. And all of this time, meaning my teens and my 20s, I thought that I wasn't an affectionate person. I thought, oh, I don't like to be touched on. I don't like to be kissed on these other things. But realistically, I love it. I love just random hugs or random neck kisses or holding my hand and things like that. And when I don't receive those things, I don't feel wanted. But here's the real kicker. I also came to the conclusion that I struggle initiating affection. I think for the first time in my adult life, I'm learning how to function in a relationship. So a lot of things are new to me. Um, A lot of things are scary to me, but just learning how to navigate through the relationship and figure things out along the way and not to let 
you know, old relationships or situationships dictate how I respond. I think bottom line, just knowing that relationships take work, it's not always going to be easy. And understanding that as you get older, as you mature, as you change, as you go through certain things, experiences and situations, the way that you need to be loved is going to change. The way that you need to be supported is going to change. What you require of your mate and what they require of you might change and you have to learn how to adapt to that especially if it's a person that you see yourself being with long term well family that's all for today i hope that you enjoyed this episode do me a favor share it with a family member or a friend again i'm your host miss amber j and this is the dear world podcast drink your water mind your business